Well, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Black Adam Show. Today, we're on episode 33, and we're covering some dead espresso myths, because who really knows? Can espresso seriously die? And who made this all up? So that's what we're going to be covering today. But first of all, I wanted to say happy Thanksgiving. This episode is releasing on Thanksgiving. And I hope that you all are having a wonderful day spending time with your family, being thankful for what you guys have. With that out of the way, let's talk about our highlight coffee for today, which is from Black and White Roasters. Let me grab it real quick. It is called Gamma 2Y Natural. It's a 48-hour anaerobic coffee. Now, I just opened this coffee today, and it was roasted on 10.09. And today is 11.22. So it was roasted a hot minute ago, but I just opened it. So it's still pretty fresh, tastes pretty good. Had a couple shots of it because today, since we're talking about espresso, I thought we would do espresso shot for our highlight coffee. So today is our first espresso shot that we've ever pulled for the Black Autumn Show. Today is a big day. You know, we're changing stuff up. This is some moves right here. So I don't know much about this coffee. I have it pulled up here. We're going to talk about it in just a second, but let's try this shot. I did 18 grams in, it came at 36.3 grams out at 22 seconds, so almost like a perfect ideal shot, I would say. Maybe 25 or 26, what I, what I aim for, but we'll take 22. Cheers, guys. Wow. Right off the bat, it hits you and it's just super fruity. It's honestly, for espresso, it's not that acidic. It's not that bitter. I would say... It is probably a little bit under extracted. I would have liked to do a little bit more and maybe even gone like 19 next time, do 19 and 38 or even a 1936. But it's not bad at all. It's honestly not bad. I'm getting like a lot of, I can't even put like my, my tongue on it. I wish I could could say what it is it's hard it's like a plum almost it's hard to kind of pinpoint what it is honestly and i think it does have to do with a little bit of the coffee is kind of older but honestly it's i mean this is an enjoyable shot i will say it's an enjoyable shot it's like a plum or a red apple and there is this weird back sweetness that i can't pinpoint what it is i haven't tasted espresso in so long i really need to get back on the tasting espresso because tasting this is like <laughs> trying to pull a note from this is a lot more difficult than a pour over recently and i used to dial in espresso all the time so i used to be able to really pinpoint stuff but it's been a hot minute since i've really dialed in espresso and honestly it's been a hot minute since this machine's been used this is not bad i wish i could pinpoint what that back note was I, I can't. I can't pinpoint it. Let's see what they have on the bag because maybe that'll help me out a little bit. They have Concord Grape, Red Fruit Roll-Up, and Boozy. Okay. I think it might be the booziness that I'm getting on the back. I'm not entirely sure. It does have this like strongness to it in the back as well. It's, it's an interesting coffee. It really is. And this coffee is from Uganda, and it's an anaerobic natural. It says on their, on their little range, it's a little bit on the lighter side. Um, but I do have all the info on it pulled up right here. So let's do this. Let me grab a drink of water first. So don't dry my mouth out with that coffee. And then we're just going to read the trust the process because this, this process is kind of interesting, I thought. So 
The Gamma 2i Natural was a lot that was processed specifically for black and white. And in doing so, we hoped... I'm speaking in their terms, okay? So we as in they did. This is what they typed. We hoped to experience the base coffee, which is very clean and sweet in more nuanced, dynamic, and intense flavors. To promote the creation of these such flavors, the coffee cherries were placed in grain pro bags to ferment anaerobically for 48 hours. This may not seem like a very extended amount of time for an anaerobic natural, but due to high temperature and specific yeast in the air in Gamma 2i, fermentation happens pretty speedily. After this, the coffee is spread out on raised beds to dry in the sun. There you go. It does say here that the Gamma 2i community is well known for rolling out coffees that are distinctly in like distinctly grapey in flavor, which this flavor call is experienced like a Welch grape juice. Interesting. And grape snow cones, they say. That is interesting. Maybe it is the grapes that I'm tasting and getting kind of a boozy note off of. I don't know. I've never really had a coffee that tasted much boozy. And obviously, I'm not used to the boozy so <laughs> i could just be tasting that and not exactly know what it is but overall that's a very good coffee they have been releasing some crazy coffees recently that have just like blown my mind i ended up picking this up with the strawberry anaerobic which i'm not entirely sure that we've actually covered that coffee on here as a highlight coffee because i think i used all of it for a cold brew but i mean we could use that as highlight coffee soon but that's the one I picked up with that one to get free shipping. And I honestly forgot that I had it until I was looking around. And I was like, wait, I forgot. I have this coffee. It's not even opened yet. So I opened it. And I think, honestly, this is going to be one of those coffees that's better on pour over than it is on espresso. And I probably should have gone a different route today for the espresso shot. But, you know, we're going to stick with it. We're going to stick. We're going to rock with the Gamma 2i Natural today. But, I mean, we had to do espresso today, either way, because we're talking about dead espresso today, right? Now, a lot of you probably heard of the dead espresso and probably wondered, what does it even mean? What does dead espresso mean? It's probably just a myth. And a lot of people have very strong opinions about this, I figured out. I went through several blogs, several websites, several videos, watching stuff and, and researching about dead espresso. And so many people have very strong opinions about it. Like, this is not real. It is a myth. People are lying to you. And some people are just like, yeah, it's it's real. Like, it is 100% real. Your espresso dies after this amount of time. And after that, it's not servable. And so many people have good opinions. There's there's three sides. There's the people that think and strongly agree and force it down your throat. That is a thing. And there's the people that strongly disagree and will force that down your throat. And then there's the people in the middle that are just like, you guys are kind of both wrong. There's not really a wrong or a right side. You know, it, it, it's like, and hopefully today you can figure out which side you are on and, and, just kind of get all the information because my point today is to cover all the information about what people mean when they say dead espresso and what could dead espresso even mean and is it even real is that even a proper term to call it so first this is going to sound a little bit dark but let's talk about the word death and the definition of the word death death or dead means no life is left so no life, there's zero life left. I mean, obviously when you're thinking about it, I don't know how much I can go in depth without getting um, striked by Apple or something or Spotify, but if something were to die, it has no life left. Obviously, that's as simple as we can put it and it's easy we can put it, that's it. 
And in nature, the nature definition of death, you know, you're either alive or dead. You're, there's no in between. You're not half alive, half dead. You're alive or dead. You have life inside of you or you don't. There is zero in between. And I made sure that was very specific on here. There is no in between. And the idea of espresso being dead means that it had to have been alive beforehand, obviously, because there's no dying unless you were alive. Something can't die if it was never even alive. You know what I mean? So saying that espresso is dead means that it had to have been alive before. So when you really go in depth and think about it, let's talk about the other side, the life of coffee. Like I was saying, when you really go in depth about it, the life aspect and thinking about, was it really ever alive and and how to be keep it alive? If so, how do we extend its life for long enough to where that espresso is true or is that true? Is the life of a coffee up until that point and then it starts dying at that point? Like, does all the life gone out of then? And that's the question I had actually in my head. I was like, well, that makes sense. If you're saying that death means no life is left. So a espresso shot is dead, then it was alive beforehand, right? And I don't think people were really thinking when they just started calling it dead espresso because it really doesn't make sense. And here's why. Because the life of a coffee. Coffee is a plant. It's also known as the Arabica plant. We all know that. So it has life at some point because it is a plant. I mean, obviously, you go outside, you see trees, they're alive. They have life inside of them. They are living things. They are living trees. So obviously, if Arabica has been alive, which it has because it grew coffee, then it obviously has life at some point, right? So from the plant that has life to your cup, it's very safe to assume that all life is gone. I mean, let's think about this. Let's let's really go into this a little bit. From harvesting, taking the live coffee plant that has life in it, taking the coffee out of it, roasting it, grinding it, and brewing it, there is a million percent that there's no life left. Without a doubt, there is no life left. Because think of this. You take it, you harvest it. It is roasted at extreme heat for 9 to 12-ish minutes, depending on the coffee. And then it's ground and mashed to fine particles. And then it is pulled at high temperatures under 9 bars of pressure. So, this is the easiest way I can say this. <laughs> and like I said, I don't want to go too far to get striked by somebody. But it's like you're torturing it. If that makes any sense, I know it's so hard to believe, but it's really, you're taking a life object and that's what you're doing. It's, it's literally, you're killing it and torturing it. Uh, that's it. But it's just coffee. Okay. So we're not talking about actually something. It's just coffee and that's it's life cycle. That's what happens to it. You, it, it gets, it's dead. And then we take it, we roast it, we grind it, we brew it. That's just how it is. Right? So the process of espresso being dead after setting out for a minute or two, and I put this on here because I, I this is my mind at the, at the time thinking about all this and seeing all this information, that's baloney. <laughs> that's the only way I can put it, okay? Look, if you think that espresso is going to die and, and your coffee is dying after setting out for one or two minutes and being touched by the oxygen and then dying, you're completely wrong because that has undergone a mass amounts of temperature it's been grinded and even more temperature so it is physically impossible for that thing to be sitting on the counter dying because 
it's already dead. It's been under all of that. It, it's already dead. There's no way that it is still alive. And it's physically impossible for it to be alive. Now, what, what causes this? Why, like, at this point when I was researching, I was like, why do people think that it's dead then? Like, if you were to logically really think about this and go through like I did and say, hey, what is death? And then what is the life of a coffee? And then you figure all this out and you're like, well, there's no way there's life even up in to the roasting stage. I mean, going to the roasting stage, there's no life. Like, it's already a dead plant, all right? Coffee is a dead plant at the roasting stage. And it's, it's just true. I mean, you were to take a tree outside and go and burn it in a campfire or something, it's dead. It's past dead, okay? You're putting heat on it. It's gone. There's, there's no way it's alive. You're changing and you're changing the molecular structure inside due to heat, which changes that flavor profile for us to taste. But it is overall changing that coffee and it's killing a lot of the living stuff inside of it off, which we don't want anyway. So it's good, but it is killing that living stuff inside of it off. And it's just truly we don't want any of that. So that's why there is the roasting stage, obviously. But past that, there's no life. All of the living organic matter that is still inside of that coffee is 100% gone due to that heat. It is absolutely just melted away if you want to think of it like that. So what made people think a coffee espresso just died after setting out for a little bit? That word is oxidation. You probably heard that before. It's a very big term in coffee because degassing and all these stages that have oxidization or oxidation is just from that, right? So oxidation is a natural process that occurs when oxygen molecules come into contact with coffee compounds, altering its taste, aroma, and its quality. So look, we have this shot right here of espresso that we pulled, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, 12 minutes ago or something. This thing is probably room temp now. There's no way this is still hot. It is definitely room temp. So this has had and has gone through the oxidation process because it's set out for so long. You can even see it too. If you're watching on YouTube, you can easily see that that has no crema left. So the oxidation has made contact with everything and has basically melted it away. If you want to think of it like that, it has kind of dissolved all of those things away. So looking at this right now, if you're looking at it, you can really tell it literally just looks like brown liquid. So the oxidation process has come in contact with this espresso shot and has changed its structure, its flavor, its taste, its quality, everything about it. So like any coffee, obviously, espresso like this, when oxidation happens, will lose its flavor slowly post-brewing. Obviously, we've already brewed this, so it's post-brewing and it has made contact with oxygen. So this is what's happened. It has slowly lost its flavor and is going to keep losing its flavor the longer I keep it out. We could keep this out for days, months, years, and it will slowly just keep losing its flavor, right? Because oxygen is going to keep making contact in there and just basically taking it down to nothing. So that's oxidation for you, right? Now, as it slowly sets out, like I said, it loses flavor. Now, those flavor changes happen over minutes. So like while we've been sitting here since we tasted this, I, I mean, I pulled it a minute before we started and I showed you this shot. So it was very fresh when we started and now it's here and it slowly lost its flavor and made contact with the oxygen and it happens over minutes. So this is definitely, I if we're on the, the subject of dead espresso and we're talking, acting like dead espresso is real, this is dead. 
This is past dead, okay? This is past a dead shot, if that's what we're calling it. And the 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 flavor loss over those few minutes aren't super detrimental to that flavor. So look, we're going to try it again right now. I don't know how long it's been since we pulled this, but I'm going to show you it's not super detrimental to the flavor. Dude, that flavor is stronger than ever. I'm just going to say it. It is stronger than it was earlier. So that shows you right there. Oxidation doesn't really change the flavor over a period of a couple of minutes. It's only been not too long since the shot has been pulled and since we first tasted this. So seeing now that it does look different, it has no crema, but overall the oxidation process hasn't taken all that flavor out yet. So I still have that flavor. The only thing I have lost and sacrificed is temperature. Temperature would be the only thing that I've sacrificed from that. And honestly, a lot of people like just ice espresso. I think that is amazing. The flavor is, like I said, it's stronger than it was earlier. It is legitimately stronger than it was. I think it's because it's just had time to sit there and just interact with the other coffee compounds that are in there and kind of grow and, and strengthen. There also is that oxidation process like we're talking about. So it is kind of wearing down on some of that stuff. And I think the one thing it wore down on most is the crema. There's no crema left in that shot, right? So some people... Oh, this is perfect, dude. I, I forgot I wrote this stuff down and I'm like talking about this stuff beforehand. But some people prefer a little oxidation and say it enhances their cup. I'm going to say right there. I'm going to say right now. Oxidation has enhanced this espresso shot. It has not killed it. It does not make it a dead shot. It has enhanced this shot, right? It's absolutely incredible that the oxidation process to some people is scary and they they're like nope it's going to kill my espresso it's going to kill my pour over coffee it's going to kill everything we don't want oxidization or oxidation we don't want it keep it out of here right get it away from me oxidation actually adds to your coffee so don't listen to these people that are that are freaking out about oxidation like it's it's something that's going to kill them and kill their espresso kill their coffee it's not Give it a couple of minutes, let it cool down just a little bit due to the oxidization, and it's going to be better, right? It's, it's going to taste better. If you're an espresso guy and you like espresso shots, really strong, honestly, do that. Let it set out for a couple of minutes like I did, and go back for it, because that's stronger than ever. It probably would be good in a latte. Put some milk in that, or an ice latte even, it would be perfect. Dude. Rock that as a cappuccino and cortada right now. You're steaming that milk. It's going to heat that espresso back up. It's going to taste perfectly fine. And it has more time to set with the oxygen and the oxidation process. So it's actually going to taste better in general. It's probably going to taste better, okay? Now, I want to cover this again. Just because I wrote it in this specific section to occur in, like in between these. But oxidation, the definition. Oxidation is a natural process that occurs when oxygen molecules come in contact with coffee compounds, altering its taste, aroma, and quality. Now, a lot of people will look at that and say, yes, look, you said quality. Quality is the biggest thing, right? We have quality standards in our shop that make it to where, hey, we pull this shot, it needs to be served. need to be put it in syrup with milk or steam it. Whatever you need to do, serve it. Get it out as fast as you can. Give it to the customer so they can taste it at the proper time. Well, no, the quality actually does not go down on that shot, right? Look, this might look like a bad quality espresso shot. Just taste it after a couple minutes. This shot actually tastes better than it did beforehand. So the oxidation process, when it says it changes quality, can actually improve your quality. And people are very close-minded to that like oxidation process and think that it just ruins their coffee and kills off a lot of that stuff. 
No. If you be open-minded, that quality change isn't bad. That quality change can be good. Obviously, we're going to get to a point where the quality change is going to be bad if it sets out for so long, but that quality change can be very good and actually enhance the espresso shots. So it really doesn't affect stuff as much as people think it does and doesn't kill or make dead espresso like people think it really does. And this process isn't really something to truly stress out about post-brew because the oxidation process actually has a stronger effect pre-brew, meaning the degassing stage. So when it's in a bag, like it has, it's getting affected more right now in this bag than it is in that shot right now. Because this is setting out degassing, losing its flavor, it's losing flavor faster and more effective. Like the air is more effective on this. And, and what's the word? Because the air is affecting this more than it's affecting the shot right now. So the oxidation process actually is affecting this and making this worse quality faster than it is that the espresso shot that's already been pulled. So when everybody's freaking out about this, you're really losing most of that quality of the oxidation and of your coffee. You're losing it to oxidation in the degassing stage before you even brew. So pre-brewing stage, you're actually losing more to the oxidation stage than you are post-brew and you've already brewed your shot. It's kind of insane to think about and it, it does take a little bit of thinking, but it makes sense. Like your coffee setting out, it's you're more... Like, you should be worrying more about how fast you're using your coffee if it's been opened than how fast you're drinking your shot setting out, okay? Because it's that stage of here, it's going to affect it more in the bag because it's sitting in there. It's not grind. It's literally just losing and slowly losing its flavor. When you've already brewed it, it's altering the taste and making it different for you throughout these different stages. And you have, I would say, in my opinion subjectively, you have probably an hour of this shot before it's truly not going to taste good. It's going to taste bad. But through that whole stage right here that you have from the beginning to the end of that hour, it's going to be amazing. Like every 10 something minutes, it's going to change its flavor dramatically and it tastes even better because it's going to have more time to set there. And the oxidation process is going to change that quality in a good way. Now, Last little section here we have is crema because I think a lot of the reason that people think people would look at this shot right now and say, that is a bad shot. That is a dead shot. And a lot of the reason that people are going to say that is because there's no crema on that. And people look at crema and basically say crema is what makes a good shot. And looking and see if you have crema is an indication that a shot is good. That is actually false. Crema is super bitter, and the longer that it has time to actually set into the coffee, it's going to make your coffee more and more more unique, and its flavor is going to keep changing. But if you just sit there and you drink it while there's crema on top, it's actually going to make it taste worse because there's going to be more bitterness present. It's not going to taste as good. It's going to be hiding the flavor underneath. It's like a little wall on top of that espresso. It's going to be actually affecting the flavor in a bad way, making it more bitter. So if you actually mix it in or let the oxidation process take place and kind of dissolve it into the espresso, it's going to taste better. It's going to be a better experience. Okay, let's dive into that a little bit more. So what is crema? Obviously, crema is the golden brown layer of foam that forms on top of the shot, like I was saying. I think we all know what crema looks like. It's that little, it looks like foam, like somebody just made foam from milk and put it on top of your espresso. Obviously, this shot right here has no crema. There is zero crema left, right? 
But if we were to pull a shot or look at the beginning of the episode, there is a little layer of foam that's on there. It's called the crema. Now, does crema oxidation affect the taste? That's the question I have when thinking about crema, because obviously when people look at that, like I said, people look at crema as a quality indication of whether shots are good or not, right? And it's a super inconsistent way to look at shots as if they're a good quality. And we'll talk about that again in just a second. But I was like, oxidation and crema definitely has an effect. So does it affect the taste? Well, crema actually disappears very quick. And after just a couple of minutes, it will be pretty much fully gone. But like I said, crema has a very bitter taste profile. So arguing that crema disappearing is why shots die is an invalid argument, right? Maybe. It's actually subjective. A lot of this is subjective. So people would say that. People would look at this statement and say, yes, crema does have a very bitter taste profile. And it actually is an invalid argument to say that it makes espresso shots die because it tastes better when there's not a lot of crema on there. It's subjective because some people would say, hey, crema is what I, I love the bitterness of that. Give me like, I, can I order a shot with just crema? <laughs> people would say that if they could, and they would probably get that because some people prefer that. But overall, crema having that very bitter taste profile is really just, it's all just your liking. Like you can't look at that and say, hey, that has no crema. Quality's bad. Not going to like it. It's dead. No, you can't look at it like that. You need to look at it as it's going to change the flavor of my espresso. It's going to make it better. It's going to overall make my experience better. And it's going to actually help me get some of that acidity and bitterness down a lot so I can kind of taste the more flavors in there. So it's going to help out whether you like it or not. And like I said, it's subjective. You might like the bitterness. Go for it. Take the bitterness. And that's okay. And also, this crema layer has a lot to do with the extraction time, the process method of the coffee, the grind size, your your pre-infusion, your low flow. All that has to do with how much crema you're going to see on top. Like turbo shots, you're not going to see hardly any crema on top because of how fast it came through. It's like a pour over pretty much. There's not going to be a lot of crema on there. So it's really just how it's brewed. Even the origin can affect exactly how much crema is on that on the layer of espresso, your inage, so your dose in, your dose out, all of that affects the crema layer. So you can't look at crema. Crema is a super inconsistent, invalid way to argue that espresso is dead because it's based on extraction time, dose in, dose out. If you do low flow, if you do pre-infusion, your process method, all that has to do with how much crema is going to be on there. And it's always going to be different. So arguing that crema and the amount that's on there is what makes an espresso shot dead is actually super invalid. You cannot argue that. In no way, shape, or form can you ever argue that. It's just going to be invalid no matter where you look at it from, no matter what angle you look at it from. Now, I did have to put this on here. I did want to put this on here just because people probably went, well, what is crema then if it's just bitter? Like, why do we even want crema on there? The only good thing, honestly, about crema is that it is essential for latte art, but it really doesn't indicate a good shot because of, like I said, low flow, pre-infusion, turbo shots, all that kind of stuff, origin, process method, all of it affects that crema layer. And I did have to put on here, it is super, super, super like necessary for latte art. Being a Van Gogh of the pitcher myself, an ex-Van Gogh of the pitcher, if I didn't have crema on an espresso shot, don't even give it to me. I'm not pouring latte art in it, okay? That's just it. That's just how it goes. So 
it's a very like if you're talking to somebody who does latte art, they're going to tell you that espresso dies when there's no crema. But if you're talking to an espresso drinker who loves espresso and knows a lot about the extractions and a lot about the oxidation, they're going to tell you crema doesn't really matter that much of being able to verify that crema is not something you can look at and verify whether it's a dead shot or not. It's just not not right. You cannot do that. Also, a lot of people think that a dead shot means that you just can't like if the shot's dead after a couple of seconds, it's inconsumable. Well, how does that make any sense if your shot's going to set there for a couple of seconds and then you're going to put it in syrup, put it in milk, and that person's not going to drink that thing within 10 seconds. So it's going to keep setting there and by your terms, dying when they're drinking it. It's just going to sit there and keep doing the oxidation process because the oxygen is still making contact with that shot no matter what. So it's going to keep dying. So people who say espresso dies is really just pointing that it's, I don't even know where I was going with that, honestly. It's just not, it just makes my brain hurt. It's such an invalid way to argue that espresso is dead. So let's wrap this up. Can espresso really be dead? No, it really can't. And a lot of it is subjective, but scientifically and looking at all this information in front of me, evaluating all of this and, and going back through, no, espresso cannot be dead because like we said, dead means there's no life inside. So if we're talking about it, your coffee died in the roasting stage, maybe even on the way over to the US, like your coffee has been dead for a while. So saying that your coffee is dying after it's been extracted is not not at all a valid way to verify that, right? It's not at all. Coffee espresso cannot be dead after, like post-brewing cannot be dead. Yes, it can be bad. It can be stale. All these, all these different words, but dead is not an accurate term to be using to verify whether your shot or your coffee is set out for too long. Oxidation is such a better way to talk about your coffee and how long it's been setting out. So if you're looking at a shot and you're like, wow, that has no crema, doesn't look good. Think about it. The oxidation has actually, like the process has taken more time to be able to set with the espresso shot and to extract flavors pretty much. Like I said, this shot, as it's set, oh, there's so many more flavors in this. This is such a strong shot right now because it's set out for so long with the oxidation. So the oxidation process is not your enemy, right? It's not going to affect your coffee. It's not what well, is going to affect your coffee, but it's not going to affect it in the most bad way in that one hour period, I would say. So, oh, I'm just going to keep rambling about this, but boom, we're going to close this for the day. Is dead espresso just a myth? Yes, dead espresso is just a myth. There's really no way to calculate and, and to evaluate coffee after it's been extracted. There's not an exact like method we use. Honestly, it's just off of sight right now. And I feel like that's an inconsistency and we need to find something that can help us resolve that because it's not, there's obviously going to be a point obviously where the coffee has gone too far and it is definitely dead, but dead is not the right word to be using. So I would say the coffee is stale or stale. Honestly, let's just say the stale is the perfect word because it sets out for too long. It's gone stale. So I think that there is a period where that can happen, but if you're in a commercial environment, it's not going to happen because there's no reason that your shot or your coffee should set out for over an hour, right? It should be always refreshed and you should be pulling fresh shots for everything. So there's no reason that you should have to deal with 
dead shots in a commercial environment. It's just not capable. Like it's, you're just not capable of doing that. And it's an inconsistent, invalid way of arguing whether your shots are still servable. They're all servable. Don't think of espresso as being dead. It's all subjective, though. This is my opinion, what I think, based on the information that I looked up and researched and evaluated. So let me know. Do your research and let me know what you think about espresso being dead. Is that a valid way to argue that your shots are not servable? I think it's very inconsistent, not the right way. Done. We've talked about it. We've gone over it. But that's all I have for you guys. Episode 33. Once again, happy Thanksgiving, girl. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and are very thankful for everything that you have. I will personally say I'm very thankful for all of you for even listening to this podcast, to even supporting Black Autumn. I'm very appreciative of you. And there's lots of stuff coming soon that I have that's super exciting for Black Autumn, and I'm super excited to be sharing with you. So stay tuned, and I'll see you guys in episode 34 next week. Have a good one, guys.